What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. What do you got there, Linz? Well, you guys may have heard a rumor that California is considering legalizing jaywalking. And guess what? That rumor is true. No. Bill AB1238 would make it legal to cross outside of a crosswalk or against a traffic light if it's safe to do so. The bill's author says it would prevent officers from using jaywalking as a pretext to stop people of color. The bill was passed by the legislature weeks ago and is now sitting on Governor Gavin Newsom's desk. If he signs it, it'll go into effect January 1st. Have you guys ever been stopped for jaywalking out here (laughs) in California? I have. I have not, but I have absolutely seen colleagues of mine at LA Live getting uh, jaywalked, stopped for jaywalking and getting a ticket. I have seen that, yes. Really? Yep. I'm a jaywalker. I am. I am the kind of person that uh, I will jaywalk. I am. I'm like, I got to get from this side to that side. I can walk down there. I can push the button. I can go through the crosswalk. I can wait for the red hand to become the green go sign, the white, uh, you know, the, the white stick figure person. Um, not me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, listen, I'm in the middle of the block. I'm going from here over there. I look to the left. I look to the right. I look to the left. I'm like, I'm going. And I run across the street. I am. I'm a total jaywalker, a proud, lifelong jaywalker, and thus far, zero tickets for jaywalking. I'm assuming that where you live down in San Diego, it's not as um, frowned upon as it is in L.A. Because as somebody who, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but as somebody who moved from the Midwest, jaywalking is not like a thing here. Like, you don't get tickets, you don't get stopped, you don't even get scolded In New York you do, and in L.A. you do, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and then when I moved to L.A., it happened to me where I did. I ended up not getting a ticket because it was literally like three days after I moved there, and I still had my Ohio license, and I was crying and everything, but the cops was, was going to write me a ticket, and I was like, I didn't even know this was a thing here, and ever, <laughs> so ever since then, I've been super paranoid about it. Now, what did you do? Did you walk like in the crosswalk, but when it wasn't your turn, or did you walk like in the middle of the street somewhere? No, yeah, I tried to cross. It was when I was working at NFL Network, and I was going to the, the convenience store down the street for lunch to get a slushy and I crossed just I just ran across the street and there was no crosswalk there or anything and there was a cop sitting there in the parking lot where I was going and he got out of the <laughs> car and started like going like he was gonna write me a ticket and I was just like I'm so sorry and my friend was with me just laughing and he's like she really did just move here she started like three days ago and I was like I'm sorry oh a Never slushy did it again. for lunch is what I caught I mean I didn't the jaywalking went out the window for me you're going yeah. to a convenience store to get a slushy for lunch well it was my lunch break and I went to get a slushy you know, because who doesn't like slushy once in a while? Yeah, I don't know, not not exactly the most nutritious <laughs> lunch yeah. per se, but yeah. All right, there you go. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. Hey, so we've been taking calls, um, and I apologize for neglecting them for the last like 35, 40 minutes. Um, basically, uh, we have. Do we have any left, Alex, or no? We do not. I apologize for those guys that were on hold. I'm sorry. Um, that's my fault. Um, and this is also part of the reality of when, uh, I'm not, you know, in the studio, like I just can't see the phone line. So it just like, you know, it's not top of mind. So my, my bad, but we will take some more calls if you'd like. And basically the whole point was I needed some, uh, f- f- uh, family types to help me here. Uh, bought the wife a little trip for her birthday, her and her mom going away. I got both kids ages seven and three. I got to figure out what the hell to do this weekend. Now, Saturday is a day I can go anywhere. Sunday, I got to figure out some sort of house events, right? Now, I, can't, I, I, can, I can figure it out because I got a TV in the backyard, right? Like, I can kind of make the football thing work. 
uh, on Sunday. Saturday, though, so here's what I've boiled down to. So people were telling me to go to, um, what's this golf place? Uh, golf and stuff in Norwalk slash Downey, uh, which is possible. Uh, miniature golf. But I'm a little worried about the uh, miniature golf with the three-year-old, right? Like, the seven-year-old, fine. The three-year-old's the problem. Now, we are employees of Disney. Now, we get these passes and we can go to Disney. However, though, because of being closed for so long in the pandemic, I don't blame the company. I get it. They're not, you know, there's, there's, there's a very limited amount of access for employees right now to go to the parks, um, which is cool. I totally get it. I'm not complaining about it. But, you know, I can, there, there are no reservations at the moment available for the, uh, the complimentary passes we get as employees. Now, I can spend $446 at the moment um, to go to Disneyland tomorrow morning if I'd like. Um, but my guess is, Linz, you would suggest I just wait until tomorrow to make that decision um, because I can check to see if maybe some reservations opened up, right? Yeah, I would check tonight, maybe a couple hours or before you go to bed, and then get up early. Well, you know, if your kid's going to wake you up early anyway, check in the morning and see if any have opened up. Because those passes that we have, those are actually, those are good on, on all the days. If we have the tickets, like our tickets that we get, and there's no reservations, period, open right now. So I guess that it's just like anybody could cancel, you know. And right, I think if you right. don't cancel, now, you I have, probably forfeit I, you, your ticket. I can buy a ticket tomorrow. Like, I'm looking, I'm on their website. I can buy tickets for tomorrow. Like, reserve your ticket date. They're av- tomorrow's available. I can do it. Um, I just got to pay for it, which is fine. I don't have a problem paying for it. Um, but, you know, when you've got the ability to do it for free, I mean, yeah. you got to at least check to see if it's, you can get the yeah, free Yeah, because you know? I got to say, honestly, like, I actually would have a problem paying for it. In other words, like, hey, it's $446, but... Because of my employment with Disney, I actually get in for free, and there's no reservations, so I'm going to pay the 446. I'm like, nah, you know what? I'll wait until I can get in with my credentials of work, and I will find something else to do tomorrow. I mean, George, sounds like you know you'll spend the 446 to get in. You're in. You're in for another 200 dollars tomorrow thereafter. For sure, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. and so now you're in for 650 bucks for a day at Disney. Right. And 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 that's fine. Now your wife and your mother-in-law are at some spa somewhere that I've so paid for. This yes. is going to be an expensive, it's be an expensive weekend for you. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But you know what I can do is I make sure that when I get home from Disney, those kids are going right to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, hopefully they pass out in the car on the way home. But then you got to carry one up. No, no, no. Then I got to carry two. How's yeah, that going right. to work? Then yeah. you carry one. You put her in bed. Your seven-year-old. Yeah. And yeah. you come back to the car, and you got to get him out of the car seat, and you got to put him to bed. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, so, I give you a lot of credit. I, I'm going to be curious to hear on Monday what ultimately did happen and how you yeah. how you performed. I mean, I got to be honest. Golf and stuff is 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 a viable option at the moment. It's also I a think, lot closer, you know. It can be a lot cheaper, and I think that your three year old, even though he's going to have a hard time putting, believe it or not, when you go to these um, these mini golf places, they have like little mini putters for little guys. You know, so like uh, there's the regular adult size putter and then there's a little guy putter. And I'm telling you right now, your son will love this. It's colorful. It's fun. There's lots of uh, visual stimulation for a kid. And, you know, you're not going to he's not going to I mean, I don't know. Maybe he'll beat you in in miniature golf, but maybe, maybe you know, it's just it's one of these things where it's like, okay, you show him how to do it and he'll have the best time. And your daughter will have a great time, too. That's my suggestion. That was my first thought. At the beginning of this broadcast today, miniature golf. Kids love it. Hmm. 
could occupy several hours of your time. Play like 36 holes. Hmm. Let's see. What do you guys think? Disney or miniature golf? What should I pull off tomorrow? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, or any other uh, option that you have out there. Uh, feel does free to... does the miniature golf place have, like, anything else? Because a lot of miniature golf Oh, they do. They've got, like, bumper cars. cars. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. I would go with that and save your, save your money for when you can get them for free. Yeah, it's got here miniature golf, four courses. Uh, it's got little indie race cars. Um, it's got something called Disco Thrill Ride. Temporary closed, it says, though. Bumper boats. Oh, oh yeah, uh, bumper boats. It's got a Cannonball Express, a kitty train. Um, this place sounds then, great. Yeah. yeah. Probably like $40 versus the $400. I mean, I don't mind about the money. It's fine. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, care? I know. What but, you, you know, care? you could Come go on. for free and it's a part care? of your job. You know, I would what just does he care? This guy's on around the horn. You're He's right. on the jump. That's He's right. calling NFL football games, college games. He's on the radio every day in L.A. What does he care about $500, this guy? He don't care. And, you know, it, it helps the company. <laughs> Feeding the company its money back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anywho. Uh, all right. Real quick on the boxing thing. Yeah, tell um, me. I'm curious to hear this. So, Lynn's brought this up to my attention today. Did Mike Tyson say he wants to fight Logan Paul? Oh, this is great. This is awesome. Yeah, we. so he had um, on his podcast, he had, oh, geez, forgive me. Let me look it up here. Um, he was talking on his podcast, and he, he was asked about him. He asked, oh, let's see, what's his name? Uh, Freddie Gibbs. He was on mm-hmm. Mike Tyson's Hot Boxing Podcast. So we actually have the audio. Like He asked him if he would want to fight him, and this is what Mike Tyson said. You know, would you fight one of them? Yeah, hell yeah. Well, Man, that'd be crazy. I want to yeah, see yeah. that. That would be a lot of money. That'd be a lot of money. We got to set that up, man. You versus which one? Jake or Logan? Which one your size? I don't even know. I can't tell them. The big one, the one, the one ninety. It's one like one ninety. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think ain't that the one that just fought the MMA guy? That was the one that fought Floyd. Oh, that was the one that fought Floyd. Yeah, I don't think he'll fight you. I don't think he'll do that. He might money, hundred million bucks. They do anything. We don't care about that. Yeah, you're right. hundred million dollars. I want to see get knocked out. I mean, Mike Tyson would knock out, I think, at this stage still. I mean, Logan Paul did okay with Floyd Mayweather. is not Mike Tyson. Like, it's a different kind of blow when you're taking it from Mike Tyson, even at this stage of his life. But, but, I would put stipulations on this fight if I were Logan Paul. And here's where the first thing I'd say. Mike, you must come to the ring in the same mental state that you were when discussing this on your podcast. Because the podcast is called <laughs> Hot Boxing. Which means that Mike must be just getting as high as can be before this, or maybe during the podcast. So if I'm Logan Paul, I'm like, look, yes, we can make a lot of money together. Just the same way Floyd Mayweather understands this isn't about fighting anymore. This isn't about winning championships. This is about entertainment and making money. Mike Tyson can make a lot of money fighting one of these YouTube stars. But yes, I think in a normal state of mind and decently trained, Mike Tyson annihilates this guy and maybe knocks his head off. But if he shows up that baked, at least maybe the other guy's got a shot. I would pay you to see it, by the way. I know a lot of people don't like these celebrity that fights. That one I would. I like them. That I like these I celebrity fights. Yeah, that one I might. I'm not into the celebrity fights, but that one I might. Um, that would be like the ultimate celebrity boxing match, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of celebrity moments, it could be the last celebrity moment for Clayton Kershaw in a Dodger uniform. You realize that, right? Like, that is an actual possibility. Now, it may not be the likelihood, but it is an actual possibility, Kaplan. It is a total possibility. I mean, here's Clayton Kershaw that's going to pitch tonight against Milwaukee. And um, look, he's on the last year of his deal. 
And I think everybody is um, able to see that, you know, Clayton Kershaw, where he stands today, because the Dodgers went out and acquired Max Scherzer, regardless of his performance two nights ago, um, you know, Urias, we know that he's, you know, he's, his arm has gotten tired and his velocity has slowed. Uh, Bueller has had his, what I'll call struggles over the last uh, few starts. All of that said, doesn't change the fact that Clayton Kershaw was injured for quite a long time, uh, yeah. pre-All-Star break, and now where he stands, um, not his stature in the clubhouse, but his standing in the rotation, he's number four right now. I mean, I think that, I, and I don't, listen, I'm not. And, and making, that, that is absolutely where he's at. There's yeah, no doubt he, about that. He, yeah. he, and, so, and so he's on the last year of a big money deal, and tonight is his night, and it is totally conceivable that if the Dodgers, well, when they host St. Louis on Wednesday, Scherzer will pitch, and if the Dodgers lose that game, which I know you've been very confident that they won't, and I've been very nervous that they might, um, if they were to lose that game and the season comes to an end and Kershaw decides to move on or the Dodgers say we're, we're kind of done, it's, we don't have the money to pay you at this stage of your career based on what you are at this moment, um, yes, tonight could be the last night that Clayton Kershaw wears a Dodger uniform in Dodger Stadium. It is a, it is a possibility for sure. Man, uh, that would be wild. Uh, now you believe he should take less money to stay, no matter what. Correct, I do. I think, but that, I mean, if, no matter what. Like, what if the Dodgers say, "Here's ten million, bro"? Uh, well, listen, George. It, I would say this: um, if if Scherzer's going to come back, that that would be kind of one of my first thoughts. If I were Kershaw, I'd like to know what Scherzer's game plan is. Um, if I'm Clayton Kershaw and this is my team, this is my clubhouse, I've won a championship with these guys, I've battled for years, uh, I don't want to leave the Dodgers. And I've made my money. My money's in the bank, okay? It's well invested. I've got generational wealth. I'm playing just to win. I'm no longer really as consumed with the cash as I once was. Now look, if the Rangers offer $30 million and he can go home, and the tax difference between Texas and California is significant. Thirty million versus ten million, I couldn't fault Clayton Kershaw for taking thirty million from the Rangers. But if you told me thirty million from the Angels or twenty million from the Dodgers, I think Clayton Kershaw would be making a huge mistake taking the money from the Angels. And I think that the Dodgers should do everything they can to re-sign Clayton Kershaw and make it fair and palatable for both sides. What do you think? Um, look, I, I think that Clayton Kershaw's in like when I looked at the the kind of the numbers of like where pitchers are, he's probably in that like seventeen to twenty million dollar range. Like that's what Madison Bumgarner got, you know. So, like I, I think that he's in that category. Now he's more effective than Bumgarner, but he's not as available as Bumgarner, which I think factors into this too. So, I yeah. never thought when they rested him before the All Star break, I literally thought they were like forearm soreness. I'm like, no, yeah, I know you and it. Greg because I remember Greg was around here and you guys were like, yeah, I'll be back in a week or two. And I'm like, nah, bro, I don't. F I, and he was gone for two months. Yeah, let it be known and let the record state that I'm the smarter Dodger observer than Greg is a passionate Dodger fan. I've been saying the same thing all season long. Don't give up on Cody Bellinger, and I I've maintained that. And Bellinger had a home run the other night, and hopefully it's the start of a good offseason or a good postseason for Bellinger. And I also said all season long, don't give up on Kenley Jansen. And Bergman was ready to ship him out a long time ago. So let the record state 
I am the smarter Dodger observer than he is as a passionate Dodger fan. Just wanted to say okay. that. Get that I mean, out that's there. all subjective, I feel like. But nonetheless, yeah, I mean, it's, hard it's, to all, it's not subjective as far as our picks against the spread. There are winners and there are losers, and we will do that next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Sedano Cap with you here. We're going to get you our Picks Against the Spread segment here in a second. Ramona's texting me and basically saying that uh, miniature golf in a theme park is uh, by yourself with two kids is probably going to be uh, hellacious. Um, so she suggests just do the park Go to like do stuff around the neighborhood. Go to like a pet store. Kids love pets. They do. Um, she's like, just don't come home with a puppy if you don't have to. Um, and uh, she's goldfish. got a good point. She's got goldfish, a good point. Easy. Yeah, goldfish, right? Um, maybe even like a you know, I don't know, turtle or something. Whatever. But. Nah, turtle. Yeah, you don't want to do turtle because turtle. You got to buy an aquarium. You got to buy all and kinds they of stink. other. Yeah, you got to buy yeah, all kinds no. of other chazarai that goes with it. I'm telling you right now, go go get a bowl. And a goldfish. Ramona, that's a good call. You could spend a good hour in a pet store, George. That's a good idea. There's one. There's two, right, like within five minutes of my house. So Somebody also said on Twitter, you know, take the kids for a hike in the morning. It doesn't have to be an overly, you know, exertive type of hike. But if you put them into some exercise early, like we're going to go for a walk, kids. And you say we're going to go for a, you don't have to tell them it's going to be an hour. But you go for a walk for an hour. Kids love that, man. They just love being in, in motion. That's a good idea also. Yeah, yeah. I think we could do that um, in the morning, maybe Sunday morning before the football games. That's something we could do. That might tire them out before I can get a chance to chill out um, and watch the game. So, yeah, all those things, great, great ideas. And thank you for the calls. Let's sneak a couple more here, like Alexis and Fontana. Alexis, what's up? Yo, Alexis, oh. what's going on? Oh, we lost her? Oh. Okay. Uh, Mitch, go ahead, Mitch. How you guys doing? Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, uh, Georgie, you got a lot of sporting games. You can take it to a UCLA game tomorrow. Dodger game on Sunday. Wait, I can't take a three-year-old to a UCLA game and a and Dodger game. Like, you know, that's no. going to be – that's not an easy task. They don't and have the, the last kind of one was the, span. The last one was the worst idea of them all, Mitch. The, the yeah. Charger Raider game is on Monday, number one and number no, two. No, no. You don't. You yeah, don't the last place kid. I want to take them to is a no. Charger Raider game. No. no, any Raider game. You know, and and look, yeah. I haven't been to Vegas yet, but I have been to the Black Hole many times in Oakland, and that is not a place for little kids. Yeah, absolutely not. Come on, Mitch. Mitch, do better next time. <laughs> I mean, for the love of God. Uh, Ramona also says, and I agree with this, car wash also fun. The car wash oh, is fun, yeah. and the car does need to be washed. Yeah. So Car wash will kill 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. The self-wash ones. Yeah. 
Oh, no, no, no. I thought you were talking about the one where you go in and everybody's sitting in the car and the machine Oh, no, you can do those too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little guy was scared the first time, but then he got he had fun in it after that. Yeah, well, he, um, he gets to be a little bit older and he can get into the right frame of mind when he goes into there. He, then he's really going to have fun. <laughs> my sister used to be terrified of the car wash because my dad convinced us that they were, we were going into the mouth of a monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, real quick. Um, Let's go, give me the football music. It's time for our picks against the spread. We only got a couple minutes here before we get to big deal or no deal. So I want to make sure we uh, we knock this out. All right, first game on the slate: Rams are four point favorites at home versus the Cardinals. They've won four straight against these guys. The Rams have owned them, and look, Cardinals have been great, but they have snuck by in a couple of these wins where they've been undefeated thus far this season. I think the Rams dominate this team. You just, I, you know, Cap, I believe that certain teams just have other teams' numbers, particularly in football, and I feel like the Rams are in that mode right now with the Cardinals. I'm taking the Rams minus the four, and that's my five in honor of LZ Granderson, who used to always take the Rams as his five. Uh, I'm taking the Rams as my five. Yeah, when you look back over the last eight games uh, between these two teams, yes, it's been total domination by the Rams. The one thing I will say is, is that in the first four wins that the Rams had, they they won by you know like double digits, and then the games have gotten a lot closer. Even though the Rams have still won, I'm with you, George. I'm taking the Rams. I'm giving the four points to Arizona, but it's my number four pick of the week. It is not my number five. It is not okay. my my best play of the week. It's my number four. Lindsay, how are you? Where are you on this? Hmm. I'm not super positive about this one, but I'm going to go with the Rams since they uh, bit me last week when I picked against them. So I'll go Rams, but I'll go uh, two with my confidence pick. Okay, there you go. So for those that don't know how to, do, oh, we do this, we pick against the spread. There's five games, and then we have to sign a confidence vote to it, one through five. You can only use each number once. The game you're most confident in picking against the spread, you assign it a five. The game you're least confident in, you assign it a one, and so on and so forth in between. Next game, Raiders at the Chargers. <laughs> that Mitch suggested I take my three-year-old and seven-year-old to, um, is uh, at SoFi Stadium on Monday. The Chargers are three-point favorites. Now, look, I know the Raiders are rolling, um, but – I think there's no bigger win this season um, than going into Arrowhead and winning that game despite almost shooting themselves in the foot for the Chargers. I think that Chargers and Justin Herbert can erase some of the potential errors. That's what happens when you take the next step as a quarterback. You erase the mistakes of your team. Herbert is capable of doing that. Uh, I know the Raiders will own the stadium, but the Chargers will own the night. Give me the Chargers minus the three, and that's my four, Kaplan. Okay, well, I'm going to take the Raiders plus the three. Um, when I look at what the Raiders have done and who they've played and where they've played and how they've had to get these wins, uh, very, to use your word from earlier in the week, very resilient 3-0 and Raiders. Now, I agree with you. The Chargers going to Kansas City last week and nearly giving the game away by all kinds of penalties, but the courage of this young coach to go for it on fourth and nine and then complete it uh, and then get a touchdown, uh, very impressive. However... I'm going to take the Raiders. I'm going to take the points, but I'm not all that confident. So I'm going to use this as my number one. This is my least confident play wow. of the weekend, but I've got the Raiders plus the three. Okay. All right. So we have a disagreement there. Lindsay, what do you got? Well, I'm going to pick the Chargers because I'm going to um, try and go along with some of these picks that I was on the fence about. I'm going to pick Sedano because he's in the lead. So I'm picking Chargers three. 
All right, next, let's hurry this up because we only got a couple minutes and we got a longer break before big deal or no deal. San Francisco, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Seattle. Seattle coming off a tough loss last week. So was San Francisco, for that matter. Um, but Seattle was on the road. They're still on the road. I just don't think Russ and company have as bad a game uh, as they have had uh, in Minnesota. I, I just don't see them being 1-3 and three to start the season. I can see San Francisco going 2-2. Two and two. That makes some sense. Um, so I just don't see Seattle going 1-3. and three. I mean, that's really kind of the basis of this. And I'm getting some points. They get 2.5 because the Niners are the favorite. So give me Seattle plus the 2.5, and, and that's my 3. So I had Seattle, and I I had a different line. I had plus three, but either way, it doesn't matter for me. Okay, I'm that's fine. Take, we'll make it plus three if you but want. But I'm going to take Seattle here also. All right, Look, it, here's why. This is a desperation situation. I know that sounds crazy to, to call a game a must-win in week four of the NFL season. I know that sounds nuts, but Seattle, if they're going to try and keep pace with the Rams and the Cardinals and San Francisco, who got bit last week by Aaron Rodgers, Seattle is in a must-win situation in this first division game. I'll take the Seahawks, but, George, it's my number two. I am not that confident. It's my number two play of the week. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Lindsay, go ahead. I'm going to take 49ers, and that's going to be my least confident, so I'm going to go number one. Okay. Uh, next, we've got Pittsburgh at Green Bay. Green Bay seven-point favorite, big win against San Francisco. Pittsburgh is reeling. Uh, seven is a big number. I think the Steelers have uh, a lot of pride. I think that they're going to they're still their defense is still good. I think they can get within the score. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh on this one, but that's my two. Okay. Um, after what Green Bay did on the road last week at San Francisco, they won for me. Pittsburgh, as we know, lost to the Raiders at home and lost to Cincinnati. And I'm really. Uh, I'm kind of down right now on Ben Roethlisberger and Pittsburgh. I'm going to take the Packers to cover the six and a half points is what I had, George. And that is my number three. So kind of mid-range, I like the Packers to cover the six and a half over Pittsburgh. Okay. All right. We'll leave it at seven just uh, since for, I gave you one on the other one. We'll give that. you me on this one. Thank give you. It to me on we'll this parlay one. action here. All right. All right. So, Lindsay, go ahead. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers, and I'm going to make that number four. In honor of my recently dearly departed best friend, Matt Lodi, who's, I mean, he's going to make the Steelers win from heaven. That's what I there think. There you go. Excellent. Uh, lastly, Tampa Bay, New England. Tampa Bay, seven-point favorites on the road at New England. Uh, look, I think Belichick is going to try to do everything in his power to scheme against this Bucks team um, defensively. This is where he makes his money is on defense. Uh, I think, I, personally, I, you know, I, I'm not very confident in it, but I just, for whatever reason, I'm leaning towards Belichick getting close uh, at the end and keeping it close with a defensive game. So I'll take New England, but that's only my one. Okay, uh, this is my best play of the week. This is my five. I believe that even without Rob Gronkowski, who it looks like he's not likely going to play in this game, I really think that Tom Brady has more motivation in this game than ever before. And I feel like if the New Orleans Saints can beat New England 28-13, to 13, then I believe the Buccaneers can cover the seven points. I've got the Bucs minus seven, and it's my five, meaning it's my top play of the weekend, Bucks minus seven. Wow. Okay. Linz? That's all I've got left is, uh, Tampa, is my five, and I'm going with Tampa Bay, too. So, same as you, Cap. Tampa Bay, five. 
Wow. All right. So there you have it. That is, that's what it is. That See, that, that game and the Rams game can swing some stuff here, including the Chargers. So there's some disagreement there. Now, the standings are I've got seven points from last week. Cap's got six. Lindsay's got five. So that's how it's working out right now. All right. Big deal or no deal is up next. Stick around. We're back in a couple minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Speaking of big deals, it's a big deal for you to call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call my friend Sam and Ash at Sam and Ash Injury Law at 800-304-2000. That's 800-304-2000 because you deserve what's right. What's right, Linz? Well, guys, more and more airlines are considering replacing some of their business class seats with premium economy sections, according to a report by Bloomberg. Some airlines are even reportedly considering scrapping business class entirely. Now, premium economy, one notch below business class, is generally an upgrade from regular economy with slightly wider seats and more legroom and sometimes bigger TVs and if they have food, better food. Uh, premium economy seats are around 40% more profitable per square foot of a plane's cabin space than business class. So for you guys, would drastically reducing and in some cases removing business or first class seats be a big deal or no deal for you, Sedano? Okay. So it's basically the middle of the road seats, right? No, no, no. They're going to be removing business class seats to make room for more of the middle of the road seats. So they're moving the first class seats, which is technically business class, is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Business class or first class because, you know, all the planes are different. And what airline is this? A lot of the airlines, this, this report says in general, a lot of airlines in general are reportedly, some of them are considering getting rid of it altogether, but a lot of them are downsizing their business. Well, this would be a, you know, a little bit of an issue for me because, uh, you know, I got it in my deal that the company's got to fly me first class to, uh, you know, these places I go to. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of not loving that. It's a big deal for me. You know, <laughs> next real. step is private jet. You're going to have to work that into the next deal. Yeah, I'm going to have to get a PJ. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I mean, look, if Herb Street can do it and, you know, and, and A-Rod, you know, maybe I need to get in on that. Wait, Herb Street gets a private jet? Well, he also does game day in one location and then has to fly to another location to call a game that same day. So oh, that's okay. why I give him okay. private jet. I get it. Yeah. I would say all the top guys at all the networks, and I say guys, could be girls too, but, I mean, the top teams, they fly private. Just faster, more efficient, you know. Um, I don't really think this is a big deal because I think that most people do not travel first class or business class. Uh, but I do think that many people would be willing to pay a little bit more to get more legroom, better food, bigger TV screens. Uh, so, you know, if a row has two seats, but now it's going to have three seats, but those three seats are a little bit wider and a bit more comfortable, I think people would do that. So... I don't really see this as being a very big deal. I think this is kind of smart by the airlines should they pull it off. Yeah, you're probably right, especially if they're making 40% more profit. Um, you know, because let's, let's be serious here, especially with COVID after the pandemic happened. I think that first class is just kind of faded out into the thing of the past. You don't have a lot of executives like flying back and forth from L.A. to New York all the time like they used to. They're like, oh, let's do this on Zoom. So I get it. I get it. 
On to the next one. Yep, on to the next one. Go ahead, Lindsay. All right, a new book by ESPN senior writer Seth Wickersham delves into the secrets, vanity, and the ultimate downfall of the Patriots dynasty. Among the revelations is Patriots owner Robert Kraft's alleged disdain for Bill Belichick, undermining him to friends and confidants over the years. In a recent ESPN piece promoting the book, a source outed Robert Kraft for trashing his three-time NFL coach of the year as he apparently called him an idiot savant and the biggest blanking blank blank in his life. Fill in the blanks yourself. Is this revelation a big deal or no deal, Cap? I would say it's a big deal. I'm actually I'm curious to read this book. I know I've been seeing a lot of hype around it in the last couple of days. I am curious to hear it more. Um, look, if you're Robert Kraft, you were in a, a tough spot. You know, you you hired a guy who's a kind of a he's just not an exciting personality. He's not dynamic. He's not fun to be around. Bill Belichick, and um, the more wins he acquired, and the you know the more games that they started to win in the Super Bowls. Where could he go? I mean, you might be the chairman of a company and you might think your CEO is a jerk, but as long as the CEO is continuing to produce positive results, you're kind of stuck with that person, you know, and, and a personality battle is not enough to break up a great team. So, hey, it's kind of like anything else. You don't have to love that person, but you got to work with that person, especially when things are succeeding. But I will say big deal because I am really curious to read it. And by the way, Robert Kraft, I mean, he can say whatever he wants about Bill Belichick, but we wouldn't even know who Robert Kraft was if it wasn't for Bill Belichick. Um, I feel like that last part feels a bit... Again, you always do this thing. You go one step too far. Like, we wouldn't know who Robert Kraft is. He'd still own the Patriots. You know, you're right. My bad. We would know who Robert Kraft is because we all know that he likes to go to massage parlors. Not my bad. My B. Your B. Your B. Ay, Dios mío. Um, yeah, I, no deal for me. Like, I, let, let's just move on because we have another. We have plenty to get to, and I want to keep going because we, uh, we we already started this. Okay. Go, on, on to, to the, the next, next one. one. Yeah. <laughs> no comment from Sedano there. Tyson Fury, quote, doesn't look ready for his upcoming heavyweight title fight against Deontay Wilder. Rival promoter Eddie Hearn has claimed. Fury defends his WBC title against Wilder on Saturday, October 9th, next Saturday, uh, in Las Vegas, and it's the third meeting between the pair. While Joshua's promoter, Hearn, maintains that Fury remains the favorite to defeat Wilder, he's warned that there could be another shock on the horizon if Fury is not at peak condition. He said, quote, Tyson Fury doesn't look ready in my opinion. I still think he'll win comfortably, but it does throw in the likelihood of a mistake happening. If you make a mistake against Deontay Wilder, it could cost you the fight. He's very dangerous, and I don't see Fury losing a round, but it doesn't really matter. One mistake, and it can be over. If Tyson Fury isn't in top fighting condition for next week's match against Deontay Wilder, is that a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Oh, big deal. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, Deontay Wilder, I mean, both these guys have ridiculous power, right? Like, one punch ends the fight. So, yeah, if you're not in the right shape and you're just a little slow on anything, it, it could be over very quickly. Absolutely. Yes, big deal. I also think it's a big deal. I mean, look, this is your shot. This is the third of these fights. Um, you have, uh, you've created a name for yourself. You've created a lot of fame, notoriety, wealth around this. I mean, be a professional, 
get yourself into tip-top condition and give yourself the best chance to win. I, I do think it's a big deal. But I'm curious. I'm going to be watching that fight next week. Yeah, me too. Ooh, I can't wait for it. I want to go to Vegas for it. Yeah. On to do we have time for one more? Yeah. Okay. Now, Cap, I know you'll be a fan of this one. Britney Spears celebrated her latest conservator- conservatorship win by sharing a series of nude photos from her vacation with fiancé Sam Ascari. I'm saying that you're a fan of it because I know you like Britney Spears. Because you know Instagram. you like the nude photos, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, the pop superstar, who's 39, she posted several snaps of herself posing in front of a bathtub, bathtub wearing nothing except for some strategically placed flower emojis. Um, Instagram users are a little bit uh, concerned about this, with one saying, Brittany, what if your child sees this? While another wrote simply, please don't do this. Others showed concern for Brittany's mental state, dubbing the nude pics, quote, abnormal behavior. There were also a lot of commenters accusing the star of editing the photos, claiming a warped background was evidence of retouching. Are Brittany's nude photos, which may or may not be photoshopped, a big deal or no deal, Cap? So, you know, I saw these photos and I, I asked this question. I asked my girlfriend the other day, I go, why would she do this? Like, why would somebody who's such a big star give it all away for free? And she had what I thought was a really good answer because the dad and everybody else was so in control of her life. Mm-hmm. But the one thing they couldn't control is her posting on social media. And that's why she gives it all away for free. And I thought, I don't know if that's right, but it certainly sounds kind of smart because I look at Brittany and I'm like, girlfriend, what are you doing? Like you're a monster celebrity and you're giving up all these pictures of you naked for free. Why? But then I thought that was a pretty smart answer because they can't control her on Instagram. So for me, I saw him. I'm going with this as a big deal uh, because, again, I think it's it's really more about her saying to her father, you can't control this. Uh, yeah, I would agree wholeheartedly. Rachel nailed it. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, thankfully, you know, we know where the brains of the operation is in that relationship. Um, and here's the other part. It's also the fact that not that she couldn't be just be controlled, it's also kind of a middle finger, too, right? Like, don't you think that's the totally, case? Totally. Yeah. yeah. saying, yeah, you can't control me, so look what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my naked body all over Instagram for free. Yeah. You're not going to make money off this. I'm not going to let you make money. She should start in OnlyFans. <laughs> there you go. I'll tell you what, if you there go you deeper into these pictures, if you go about seven deep, it's like the scene from Seinfeld. If you look close enough, I think I can see nipple. I mean, oh, there's no oh, doubt. No, she's All covering, right. she's covering herself up, but you'll see. You can see it. Big deal or no deal. One more segment to go. Uh, I want to take a look at USC and UCLA this weekend. Let's dive into that. Uh, plus, if you're a Ted Lasso fan, things are getting interesting. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Final segment of the week here on Sedano and Cap. 
Before I get to USC, Colorado, UCLA, Arizona State, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Tad Lasso is getting real, man. It's getting you know, very real. I real as you, hell. I saw your tweet last night, and I'm like, oh, man, bummer. Because I assume that what that means is you must be way further ahead of me because I've taken like a little Ted Lasso break. And I, I think I left off at the Christmas episode or the one that was the following week when um, what, what's the guy's name with the beard? Who's got the funny voice? What's his character's name? Do you know the uh, the former player who's uh, oh uh, Roy Kent, Roy Kent. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to spoil it for anybody, but when when Roy returns, let me just say it like that. Yeah. Um, I was crying during that episode. So mm-hmm. you've clearly gone way ahead of where I am. If yeah, I am really up to real. date. I saw the most recent episode, which dropped last night. Yeah. Oh, it, oh, really? OK, got it. I thought yeah. they dropped on Fridays. Okay. No, Thursday night at midnight or Friday morning at midnight Eastern. Okay, got it. You were up late yeah. last night. No, nine o'clock Pacific. Oh, nine Pacific. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, so things are getting real. What do you mean by that? Oh, it's getting real. I mean, after those episodes, things start to get uh, you, that episode you're at. That's where things turn after that. Just things turn. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right. I got to get back to it. How many uh, do you? Are you, um, let's see, how many, how many episodes in the season? Do you have any idea? There's 11 uh, that I've seen. There's 12 in this season. So there's the season finale is next week. Okay, so I've got, this. the reason I stopped watching is because I was like, you know what, I can't do this to myself once a week. I can't Game of Thrones myself here. So I'm going to stop watching, and then I'm going to have like six episodes. That's three hours, and I'm going to binge watch one day. I don't know when, but I'm going to binge watch. I'm going to see them all in like one sitting. Maybe two. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, I like the weekly thing. It reminds me of one. I don't know. I used to watch TV every week, right? For episodes, like just yeah. back in the day. Yeah. So I, I also like got to get started. I got to get back to, uh, to the morning show. I saw Jennifer Aniston, who I'm hoping to run into tonight or tomorrow night, uh, at Ohana Fest. I figure, you know, if Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam are playing, maybe she'll be there. <sighs> and so, um, I saw her today post on Instagram that Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters make an appearance on the morning show, but I haven't even begun that. And they're probably two, three weeks in also. So mm-hmm. I got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. I'm going to start that show. Uh, my wife started it and she actually works in a newsroom and um, didn't love it. She thought it was a little phony. Um, oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'm actually surprised if you would have told me she didn't like it. I would have thought she didn't like it. Cause she was like, Oh man, this is hitting a little too close to home for me. Yeah. She thought it wasn't real enough. Yeah, um, interesting. So, uh, but, you know, I'm going to give it a shot because we can do our own thing. Uh, there's a Sopranos uh, prequel coming out. You going to watch that? Um, I'm, <laughs> I would like to, but I got to say, the Sopranos ended how many years ago? Ten years ago? Yeah, maybe longer than that now. So I know some people that during COVID were looking for things to watch, and they, they said, I've never seen the Sopranos. So they went back and they watched the entire series and loved it. So if you just watch the entire series of the Sopranos and you watch the prequel, you'd be like, okay, good, but... I feel like I have been so far removed from The Sopranos that I'm Me wondering, too. do I need, like, will I be able to remember? Do I care enough? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, the critics say that you don't even need to have seen, you know, they try and make all the prequels and sequels like that. You don't need to have actually seen The Sopranos for you to get it, but mm-hmm. obviously it's going to make a lot more sense if you have. Yeah, but right. it's been so long. Yeah, I watched it, like, in real time. You know, how many years ago was that? Same. 20 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was 20 years ago, but I mean, I mean, I don't know when the series ended, but I mean, that's been a long time from The Sopranos, you know, long time. So, yeah, but I'm interested. I, I will say I am interested in it. I just got to see if I can find the time, you know, between this, uh, you know, this modern day Bosco game that I'm going to record tonight 
And then uh, tomorrow, some college football games that I'd like to check out. And then Sunday, all-day NFL football. And then Monday night, we've got a, you know, a game right here in town with the Raiders. And so I don't know when I'm going to get to all this stuff. Ted Lasso, top priority, though. That's my top priority. Okay. Get in on the Lasso, man. Well, I want to do this. You know, you say that next week is the final episode of the season. I'm going to try and watch the entire series uh, next week. Right. So that I can catch up to you so that we can talk about where we are as we go into the final episode. Okay, fair enough. Let's uh, let's give that a shot. And uh, in the interim, uh, what do you like this weekend? Do you think I mean, USC's got to win. They can't lose to Colorado, too, right? You know what, George? I was looking at at what Colorado had done this year, and I I was like, you know, the only thing I really remember about Colorado doing. They played Texas A&M tight, but Texas A&M had at Texas A&M. Uh, or actually, it was at Colorado. Uh, but Texas A&M had lost their starter in like the yeah, first quarter. Yeah, and, and it was a 10-7 game, and I thought, okay, well, I do remember that, so that's kind of impressive. But then I went and looked at the rest of their resume. You ready for this? Yeah. Colorado, the following week after they lost to Texas A&M, they lost to Minnesota 30 to nothing, mm-hmm. and then they lost at Arizona State 35-13. to If right. USC were to lose this game, um, fire the interim coach. Seriously, like if USC loses to Colorado as bad as they've been over the last three weeks, their only win of the season comes against Northern Colorado. Yeah. You know, seriously, like USC needs to win this game. They're an eight-point favorite in the game. I'm, I'm inclined to even want to take USC to cover the eight points. I mean, Colorado's not good. But no, USC isn't good either. Yeah, but they've got talent at least. Like Colorado's not as talented as USC. I mean, you, even, I you would, can admit that. I would tend to perceive the exact same thing. And based on their resume, I mean, come on, you lose thirty to nothing to Minnesota. If you lost thirty to nothing to Penn State or Ohio State, I go, okay, I got that. But Minnesota? Yeah. How about Herm Edwards and the boys against UCLA? I gotta like UCLA, and I I gotta respect what they've done here. You know, last week I thought UCLA would lose mm-hmm. to uh, to Stanford. And UCLA recovered after that loss against Fresno State. So with Arizona State coming uh, to UCLA at three and one, both teams three and one, my my gut tells me UCLA and only a three point favorite. Uh, I'm going to take UCLA to win this game. I was looking at Arizona State earlier. You know, we mentioned that the, they beat Colorado. They lost to BYU. I'm yeah. not sure there's any shame in that. Um, they don't really have a great win because they've only beaten UNLV and yeah. Southern Utah University. Yeah. Do so you hear UCLA Alex when he's telling us counting us down or no? No, I don't hear a word he's saying. <laughs> All right, we got to roll. But uh, who do you like? Say yes or someone. Yeah, like Say UCLA. <laughs> okay, like thank UCLA. you. All right, great job, Kaplan. Great yeah, job, great Lindsay. Job. Great job, Alex. We're out of here. We're late. See ya. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 